Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Music Therapy Show. I'm Janice Lindstrom, the host and producer of this show, and this is our 221st episode. Today is Friday, October 23rd, 2015, and I started this show to talk about music therapy, and I'm really excited about our topic for today. If you have any questions or comments about the show, you can contact me at heartbeatmusictherapy.net. You can go to that website to find more information and more resources related to this episode in particular. So joining me today are Marsha Humpel, who is the chairperson for the American Music Therapy Association's Strategic Priority on Music Therapy and Autism Spectrum Disorder, as well as Dr. Petra Kern and Dr. Blythe Legassi, who are members of the AMTA Steering Committee on Music Therapy and Autism Spectrum Disorder. And you might remember that in October of 2012, Dr. Petra Kern and Marcia Humpel have been on my show to introduce their highly successful book, Early Childhood Music Therapy and Autism Spectrum Disorder, Developing Potential in Young Children with Their Families. I have a link to that show on the page for this episode as well. And both Marcia and Petra continue to be advocates for individuals with autism and have been joined by Dr. Blythe Lagasse to execute AMTA strategic priorities on music therapy and autism spectrum disorder in collaboration with two AMTA ex officios and 20 advisory board members. So the focus of the strategic priority on music therapy and autism are three areas, awareness and recognition, training and professional development, and evidence-based practice and research. And I know that their three-year work group is coming to an end, and so I'm excited to hear what the status of this endeavor is. Marsha Humpel, welcome to the show. Thank you. Good to be here. I'm glad to talk to you again. And you've been a longstanding active member of AMTA and have been involved in many committees and boards. So what was your motivation in sharing this important strategic priority of AMTA? Well, first of all, as a clinician, much of my career was spent working with children with autism spectrum disorder. And as an AMTA member, I was part of a work group that for several years before had studied the ramifications for our membership of learning more about ASD and how we could move forward with an initiative that might possibly become a priority for our association. Then, because of my election to AMTA's board of directors, I stepped down from the work group, and in the years that followed, the board actually did determine that service delivery to those with ASD should become a strategic priority of our association. So other dedicated members work diligently to define needs and potential focus areas and to plan and to carry out assigned tasks that would come into place. So time went on, and I recently retired from both the board as well as a full-time employment, and I agreed to chair a steering committee and team of advisors from across the country that could implement and complete all tasks that were initially designed had been assigned, but really so much has changed since I was first introduced to the topic of autism. Of course, this was way back in what many of your listeners would consider the dark ages. You know, I started out uh, in um, teaching music and had children with autism on my case loading at that point, and that was in the early 1970s. But anyway, uh, so much has changed that 
I really feel that music therapists need to have an avenue for keeping abreast of the vast array of research and evidence-based practice that's now constantly exploding on this topic. So I believe that music therapists have a unique set of skills and talents to make a difference in the lives of those with ASD, and I feel really strongly that the focus areas of our strategic priority can help educate, validate, and overall spread the word to confirm my basic beliefs. So that's it in a nutshell. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) All right, and now I'm going to bring on Petra Kern. Petra, thanks for being on the show again. Hi, Denise. Thanks for having us. I'm so excited to talk about this topic. Um, You are well known for your work with Autism Spectrum Disorder and received the 2008 AMTA Research and Publication Award for your innovative research conducted at the University of North Carolina in Chapel Hill. Why have the three areas awareness and recognition, training and professional development, and evidence-based practice research become the focus of this strategic priority? Well, this has been the outcome of two endeavors, Janice. First, uh, the 2009 action items established by the members of the Autism Task Force, or Think Tank, under the leadership of Rona Kaplan, and then also the 2012 National Survey Studies conducted by myself, uh, Dr. Nicole Rivera, Ali Chandler, and Marsha. Um, before we continue with the strategic priority in ASD, we wanted to find out the current status of music therapy practices for serving clients with autism spectrum disorder, the implementation of national ASD standards and guidelines by our members, and the awareness of recent developments, as well as the training needs of our music therapy practitioners. And based on those research outcomes, we then prioritized the objectives and tasks for 2014 and 2015 and the following three areas you just mentioned, Janice, emerged. And so maybe just to say a little bit more about what those are. So under awareness and recognition, um, we included public education and the role and contributions of music therapists in the treatment of persons with autism spectrum disorder. And the second goal is training and professional development. It focuses on advancing tools and resources for planning and delivery of effective valid and reliable music therapy interventions, and our third target goal is evidence-based practice and research, which addresses advancement, dissemination, and translation of research related to music therapy and music-based interventions for persons with autism spectrum disorder. Excellent. Um, And finally, I'm going to bring on Dr. Blythe Lagasse. Blythe, thanks for being on the show today. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. And you are the 2010 recipient of the Arthur Flagler Fultz Research Grant and have lately published quite a few studies involving people with autism spectrum disorder. What do we know about music therapy and autism, and how does it translate to evidence-based practice for music therapists? Well, that's a, a great question, and it's been really fun to see the evolution of the research that's out there in music therapy and autism spectrum disorders. There's a nice research foundation showing that music therapy can help with individuals different with different skills that individuals have, including um, music therapy can help with joint attention skills. We have some evidence showing that music therapy helps with communication skills, different types of interpersonal skills and play skills. So there's actually quite a variety of research that covers social, motor, uh, attending, and 
other types of communication skills that music therapists can be using in their practice to see what is the most evidence-based techniques that are out there, what is the research indicating is working, and also what is not working in the treatment of individuals on the autism spectrum. And then with that research, something that I've really enjoyed seeing over the years is that our studies are publishing more and more about the protocols that are being used and the type of music that's being used, which is exciting because clinicians can then take that information and see what applies to their clinical situation and actually try some interventions and try some things that have been shown to have um, positive effects for individuals on the autism spectrum to see how that can impact their practice and their clinical work. So there's a nice connection between research and how that can be used in clinical practice. And um, especially with individuals on the autism spectrum, we're learning more and more about just how impactful music can be. Great. And so which products have your teams developed and how can they be useful for various stakeholders? Well, first of all, AMTA has a rich history of providing ASD information by way of its media vehicles, such as Music Therapy Matters and, of course, its journals. Um, one of our products is an annotated bibliography of music therapy journal articles from 2000 to 2015, which will be posted on the AMTA website. Also, our national office has archived copies of previous um, institutes that were about um, music therapy and autism spectrum disorder. So these resources and, and a host of others that are going to be put up on the website soon um, should really be helpful to those who, conducting research or those who wish to simply gain quick access to pass information on the topics and, uh, as Glyde just indicated, and, and ways to to validate um, and, and to expand upon the, the research that's already out there into the, the clinical setting. Now, already posted on the webpage is an overview and also a PowerPoint of um, the 2011 concert titled Autism Speaks and Sings that was part of a multi-day initiative Dr. Suzanne Hanser, Dr. Darcy Deloach, and I coordinated with New England Autism Speaks and the music therapy department at Berkeley. Now, these materials can be used to replicate the interactive community concert that we uh, ended up doing, and that was geared specifically for individuals with ASD and their families, and it was performed by Berkeley music therapy student performers as the culminating event of this initiative. So these materials, like I said, have already been utilized by several music therapists who've replicated this event across the country, and those two items are already available. And I'm really excited to announce the launching of our most recent product, which is a brochure for parents and caregivers of individuals with ASD. Now, copies of this brochure will be given to all attendees at our CMTE at the National Conference and will also be available in the AMTA Village. And the brochure has already been posted on the AMTA website for download. So in Chinese, this is Petra. I worked with uh, three different teams, including various members of our advisory board on the following tasks. So we created first the outline of the ASA page on the AMTA website, including our banner and the direct link from the main AMTA website. We also explored social media options that are in alignment with the AMTA policies and ended up sending out about 26 um, tweets under the hashtag MT. ASD and more to come as we go towards to the conference now. We also developed a new AMTA fact sheet on music therapy and ASD. 
And my team kind of reinvented the MTA fact sheet outline by keeping the content to a one, two-sided page and focusing on population-specific evidence-based information and minimizing the general information about music therapy. And this is also the first MTA fact sheet that will be available in Spanish language later on. Um, we also put together an e-package for music therapists, and that includes online resources such as various fact sheets about ASD from other organizations, links to annotated bibliographies, national reports, prominent organizations and networks, ASD-specific campaigns and professional development opportunities, next to video glossaries, which I like a lot, and the podcast and an evidence-based practice manual. And finally, Marcia and I offered also special CMTE on ASD during the 2014 AMT conference in Louisville, Kentucky. So besides presenting the latest FAQs related to music therapy in ASD, the participants learned from video interviews with experts and observed a live session at the University of Louisville's Music Therapy Center, which we streamed into the lecture hall. And I'll go ahead and add to that. This is Blythe. And if you can believe it, we have even more resources. We have um, put together some evidence-based practice resources where a committee has looked at evidence-based practices used within other fields and also some of the evidence-based practices that are published for individuals on the autism spectrum. We also have some um, publication guides. So we've put together all of the publications that have been in the music therapy journals and also the publications that have been in non-music therapy journals that are related to autism spectrum disorders so that someone can use that annotated bibliography in order to see all the research that has been out there. It's, it's a, sel a selected representation of all the research, but there's quite a few research studies listed on those um, documents. And then lastly, we have an educator's toolkit that we've put together. And this toolkit is designed to help um, music therapy educators who might not have as much experience in autism spectrum disorders to be able to present to an undergrad class about what autism spectrum disorders are, what are the current criteria for diagnosis, where, how is music therapy used for individuals on the autism spectrum, and that educator's toolkit comes along with some classroom ideas for exercises within the class and even some quiz questions. That's exciting. The, um the strategic work group has uh, done quite a bit there. I can't wait to see all of those resources that you've listed. So where can our listeners learn more about these products and services that have been developed by the strategic priority, the AMTA strategic priority on music therapy and autism? Well, first of all, um, for those of your listeners who will be attending AMTA's national conference at Kansas City, you can join Petra Blyde, Barbara Ellis, and myself on Saturday, November 14th from 2.30 to 5.30 for our three-hour CMTE music therapy and ASD. We have the scoop and tools for you. Now, during that, we'll give background information on music therapy and ASD. We'll spotlight all the products that have been produced to date. Oh, and let me throw in that there's also an extensive uh, um, other resource that uh, might really save some researchers some time, there is a product that we've that uh, Gene Nemeth uh, basically researched and put together, and those were all the unpublished um, PhD thesis reports uh, she's listed. So that's that was really interesting to read, all those different topics. A lot of people put a lot of work into that kind of thing. So anyway, 
Uh, as an added bonus, that CMTE I just mentioned is free to all of those who are registered for the conference. You can earn three hours of free credit. But you do have to register if you want to attend. Uh, uh, so um, just notify national office if you want to attend the CMTE so you can get on the list. So it's, it is still open for registration. We have a lot of people coming, and uh, we're very excited about this. So following the conference, all of our products are going to be up on the AMTA website uh, where they will be posted as part of a service for our members under member toolkits. But uh, a few things are going to be also available to the general public, and that will be just accessed without member sign into the site. So we're really excited about all that has transpired. It's, it's been a labor of love, and put a, we've all put a lot of hours on it and a lot of hashing things out. But I think uh, members are going to find this information can be quite useful and hopefully will be readily found on the website. So besides the mini CMT, which Marsha mentioned, we will also do two concurrent sessions during the national conference. And so my concurrent session is entitled Try It Out, Evidence-Based Strategies That Matter for Individuals with ASD. And this is a specific concurrent session for students uh, Elizabeth Schwartz, Amber Weldon-Stevens, Jean Nemeth, and Patti Catalano and myself will involve students in exploring five established interventions that are commonly used in music therapy sessions. And we will give an updated description, examples, and hands-on tips for research um, for persons with autism spectrum disorder um, and go over the whole age range from zero to 19 years. So this is a shout-out to students, actually. I hope that we see many of you during this concurrent session. It will be very interactive, and we would love to have you all participate. And our, the third session, specific to um, the work that has been done on the committees in autism spectrum disorders, is on Friday, November 13th from 9 a.m. to 10.15 a.m., and this one is for music therapy educators, and the title is Music Therapy and ASD, Tool for Educators. And at this session, myself, Marcia, and Petra will be introducing the Educator's Toolkit, looking through all the materials, and then going over the different materials that the work groups have put together that educators can use in their teaching. Wow, that's really great. Uh, I'm excited, even more excited about going to conference now. And so after you've finished this tremendous project, what are the future directions? Well, this is Marcia. Um, we have a, a maintenance plan, so to speak, and also the response, I should note that the responsibilities of the current steering committee, that is Petra Blythe, myself, Barbara Elson, Judy um, Simpson, ex-officio ex members, plus the team, we will all terminate our term at the end of this calendar year since we have addressed all the tasks that were assigned to us. However, the Board of Directors does recognize that autism spectrum disorder is a priority area and it remains relevant, important, and essentially ever-changing, very ever-changing. As more and more research comes forth, more and more brain research especially is on the horizon. And so the strategic priority on music therapy and autism spectrum disorder itself will remain in place. To that end, a study group, which has been led by New York music therapist Beth McLaughlin, has completed a report on what directions future work should address. And um, a few future priority areas that we are seeing across the board in um, autism spectrum disorder discussions are we must start to address uh, older 
populations because all the little children that have been diagnosed and uh, all the uh, teenagers who are uh, out there in public school um, working and dealing with uh, the, the issues that come up with autism, be, being on the autism spectrum disorder, all those people are growing up. And so therefore, uh, the future priority area now is tending to shift a little bit into older age groups. So the future priority areas on the record now will be collaboration and information sharing across organizations serving the autism community and their families across all ages. Secondly, funding, always a big issue for music therapists. Third, research, which goes right along with uh, Research 2020, which I think Blythe's going to talk about in depth in a minute. Um, maintaining and updating the ASD section of the AMTA website. And um, an area we haven't seen before, but is becoming getting a lot more publicity and a lot more need is, is being seen and recognized, and that is collaborating with autistic self-advocates. So the next AMTA president and her board will appoint a new group of music therapists to carry out this new phase of the priority. Now, before I turn the microphone over to Petra, I want to take time to thank my colleagues on the steering committee, the members of the advisory team, and the national office staff for their ongoing work and support of this project. And we really hope that music therapists and all stakeholders will find the fruits of our labor to be useful and we wish those colleagues who will work on the next phase of the strategic priority uh, of objectivity, productivity, and success as they approach the next round of tasks. And a special thank you to you, Janice, for giving us this opportunity to talk about the strategic priority with your listeners. Oh, it's my pleasure. I'm glad to be able to do that. Petra, do you want to add anything? Yes, well, all of the buzzwords Marcia said, and I want to also thank her for her leadership on uh, the strategic priority on music therapy and autism spectrum disorder. That was not an, an easy task to accomplish because it's a huge field and much to uh, look at in many aspects and so forth. So thanks, Marcia, for, for your leadership uh, and, and uh, keeping the work up here. Um, to tack on what Marcia said, I think... We we are on the way, and we did already a lot of things, but we need to continue strengthening our research and practices in music therapy. So researchers should study the effects of music therapy interventions um, and continue to strengthen, uh, strengthen the scientific rigor. That's what we see in our research. It's getting better, but I think we still can do better. That's for sure. And we need to study remaining goal areas and specific aspects of interventions, as Marsha mentioned, um, also different age groups, or the dosage of music therapy interventions, so how many sessions should we do a week instead of the one time and so forth. Does that make a difference? We have to also expand research questions to environmental context and maintenance and generalization aspects, I think, and to professional collaborations. I think we should also continue working on disseminating our research outcomes more effectively to practitioners and continue providing advanced professional development opportunities so that the research our colleagues are doing is actually tripling down to the clinical practice. And along those lines, I think we should consider offering system-level guidance to practitioners and monitor the implementation of evidence-based practices. So overall, I think more research would validate uh, our work and make personalized music therapy interventions more accessible for individuals with autism spectrum disorder, and that's what we want. 
Please go. Yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and add to that. And um, I, I was going to talk just briefly about the AMTA 2025 research event that happened um, over this last summer. And some of what occurred in that event was uh, many researchers and clinicians got together and spoke about all the different research that we have. And autism spectrum disorders was one of three clinical areas that was a topic of focus. And Dr. John Carpenter and I were representatives of um, autism spectrum disorders where we came and brought different ideas about where the research needs to go. And I'd like to say that both um, Marsha and Petra just actually pretty much summed up many of the areas where the work group and Dr. Carpenter and I talked about that the research does need to go. So something for people to know about is the outcomes of that event will be published through the American Music Therapy Association, where you'll be able to read the nine recommendations that were made by the work committee on specifically related to autism spectrum disorders and the direction that our research needs to go in in order for us to have more evidence that supports what we do, but also to look at areas where um, we need either just more evidence or areas that we haven't developed evidence quite yet and how that can inform our practice as we move forward. And also just to like to say thank you to everyone and echo um, what Marcia and Petra said. This has been an amazing group to work with, and there has been so much work that has been done. And I hope that all of that work will be very useful to um, individuals, clinicians, researchers, et cetera, that work with individuals who have autism spectrum disorders. Well, I'm so pleased to have the three of you on the show to talk about the work that you've been doing or guiding for the last three years. That's a long time to commit to this level of service, and I'd like to think that my membership dollars to AMTA over the past three years played some tiny little role in uh, providing resources to help you in that journey. So thank you guys so much for that level of commitment to AMTA and, and the work that we do. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Jen. <laughs> All right. And we're about out of time for the show today, so I encourage everybody that's going to the music therapy conference next month to check out the the sessions that Marcia Humpel and Petra Kern and Blythe Lagasse talked about. I would like to thank all of you for listening to this show. And I would love to hear your feedback about the show. You can contact me at heartbeatmusictherapy.net. And I don't have another show uh, scheduled for broadcast yet because I just haven't gotten that far in my planning as as far as next week already. So um, be watching the website for announcements about future shows. And I appreciate your listening and support. I hope you all have a wonderful week. Bye.